This is the Partnership for the Arts talk show, where we talk art. Welcome to Where We Talk Art. This is your host, Victor Gartner. As you know, this podcast is recorded in Punta Gorda, Florida at the Visual Art Center. In front of the center is a whimsical piece of moving art, otherwise known as a wind vane. And when there is a breeze, three sailboats catch the wind and begin to circle around a pole. Our guest today is Paul Gilmet, the artist that designed, made, and installed that sailboat wind vane. Paul Gilmet, welcome to Where We Talk Art. Thank you, Victor. How are you? I'm doing great. And yourself? Not bad, not bad. Listeners, we will be back in just a moment after this message. This is Partnership for the Arts. Come join us. As we explore the world of art. You can find us on our Facebook page at Partnership for the Arts Group Talk Show. Or you can find us on our new website at pftatalkshow.org. PFTA Talk Show is recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida. Paul, making garden creatures and wind vanes is a relatively new pursuit for you. Prior to making these creations, you lived in New England. Well, I, I, I was born in Hartford, Connecticut, and then I grew up in West Hartford, Connecticut, and uh, went on from there and being a sailor in the Navy. I got out of there as a, a master welder and a machine repairman. As far as schooling, I did some high school and then some extension courses at Georgia Tech and Tufts University and retired and figured, trying to figure out what to do. Didn't want to build birdhouses because <laughs> everybody and their, their brother's building birdhouses. I figured I'd be a little there. bit more creative than that. Right. Since I was dealing in, uh, in metal, I figured I'd start doing uh, different sculptures. And so I did some fish and some cats and dogs and salamanders and geckos and, and you name it. And I put it together and been quite successful at some of the uh, art shows. And then I had a, an aviation background where I owned a North American T-6. That's the uh, last trainer before you jumped in a P-51 Mustang from World War II. So I decided to put them on a, on a wind vane, and uh, the, they were quite successful selling them at, at art shows. I have to jump in and ask you, how did you get in, involved in aviation? Well, you know, it's building birdhouses again. I, I figured I'd <laughs> give that one a shot. Was and you did this after after your career after, in retirement? Yeah, after I retired, I bought uh, actually two North American AT6s in baskets and put them together. Okay, so so you kind of kind of cannibalized one in order to have enough parts for the, for the second one? No, I bought no. enough pieces to build two complete planes. And then, um, lo and behold, uh, they weren't even for sale. And, and I got a phone call, and the uh, guy wanted to buy them. So uh, he, be, he gave me a, a price that I couldn't refuse, and I sold them. So that's, that's how I got into the, the aviation end of it. And you said you took some classes at Tufts? Tufts University and Georgia Tech. All right. So what were you studying? The hazardous waste remediation. 
I was qualified to handle and dispose of everything up to high radioactive waste, but not high radioactive waste. But not high radioactive right. waste. Right, everything up to it. Right. I was an incident commander. If there was like a train wreck with chlorine spills or right. oils or any corrosive or explosive or any of that, I was able, you know, qualified to handle it. I read in a story that was written about you in the Florida Weekly that they, they used the word engineer, saying in, in your past you were an engineer. Not really. I guess I'm self-taught. I see. You know, as, as far as putting stuff together and at one point to figure out these wind vanes, my backyard was full of, of test wind vanes and finally I figured out the best one to work and how it works and 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 it was the the amount of sail area and the, the the length of the arm and the mechanical advantage and so it was a trial and error to get everything to work. Well, I noticed in the the piece that you brought in to show me today that there are a series of connectors which seem to be made out of brass and they've got a set screw in them. All of these pieces are these pieces that you have to make on a lathe or are these things that come off the shelf? These Everything is handmade. Wow. And cut by hand. Everything that I do. I did a, a piece for somebody in, in Maryland and they wanted crabs so I built some dueling crabs <laughs> and a wind vane. So yes. when the wind vane turned the, the crabs had they were dancing around moving their claws and stuff. Right. That's on my website, but... Yeah. yeah, you do have a good website. If people want to see examples of your work, how yes. do they get to your website? They can go to Innovations in Art. If you put in Paul Gilmet, I usually come up first. The French name. My mother was Italian, my father was French, and, and so I took on the, the French part of it with the Gilmet. Mm-hmm. Were you born and raised in Connecticut? Yeah, born in Hartford, Connecticut. So... Was your dad one of the folks that came down from Canada? My to get grandfather work? came down from Canada and married a full an Abnaki Indian, and uh, so an I have a little bit of Indian in me too. Okay. And was it Abenaki Indian? Yeah, right. Yeah, my wife's grandfather on her I think it's her maternal side yes married a full-blooded Native American um, she was a Micmac okay and her family her, some of her uncles her aunts spent some time in Connecticut because they all had heard about how much work there was available in Connecticut in the factories right. and how much more people were getting paid rather than growing potatoes and picking potatoes up in Maine Right, except if you're in Russia, you'd be making vodka and enjoying it that way. <laughs> that, that's, the, that's one way to get your vegetables. <laughs> you, you live in Connecticut still. I have a farm in Connecticut. Really? How much acreage do you have there? I got 30 acres. Good for you. And when you leave here to go back up for the summer, are you, are you actually grazing crops? In the crops? spring, I go back to Connecticut, and um, I lease the land to a farmer to keep my farm status. Okay. And then I enjoy that neck of the woods. Mm. Do you also have a shop up in Connecticut? I have the exact duplicate um, facility in Connecticut that I have in Florida. Mm -hmm. So I don't 
feel lonely when it comes to fabricating something. So you're, so you're doing fabricating year-round if you want to? If I want to, yeah. But normally I'm way too busy because you know, up there I, I have an old factory that I'm trying to put together and, and sell, and, and I have a, a rental and lake house. And so it's mostly maintenance, maintenance, maintenance. Mm, I would think so, yes. Yeah, but You've been into maintenance most of your life. Yeah, right. So you developed these skills by Navy training or, or on the well, job? Well, the welding, the welding was Navy, but the, the high school was a trade school where I was a, a machinist. That's what I went for, for as, as a tool maker. Yes. And uh, graduated that, so that gave me a little bit of background in how to, how to put stuff together. And I, I do everything out of a, basically a, a two-car garage, but my wife has one car in it, so I'm limited to a one-car garage. Mm-hmm. So I had, in trade school, I had three years of trade school, and along with that, they gave me blueprint reading, metallurgy. Mm-hmm. They the whole spectrum of everything that you need that would fall into my artwork also. Great preparation for your future. Little did I know. Yes. Little did I know. Good for you. One day, I I saw you out there working on the sailboat wind vane out there in the parking lot, and I introduced myself, and you were lubricating the, the weather vane. And you had to reassemble it. And you indicated that um, you were going to take a, a f- you had to do a few chores before you were leaving. And so I asked you about, well, where are you going? Can you take your vacation? And you said, no, I'm going up to Connecticut for the summer. So, so obviously you're a snowbird. And how long have you been a snowbird? Ten years. And what was the pull for you to come, not only to Florida, but this particular area of Florida? Well... You know, it was it was kind of laid back compared to Miami or Sarasota mm. or Naples, yes. and uh, we we felt uh, more comfortable being uh, in this neck of the woods versus uh, the uh, busy atmosphere of, of the other larger cities. So we, we kind of fell in love with this area, and we found a house on a canal that was that we could live with. Well, Punta Gorda and, and this area near Punta Gorda has often been mentioned in magazines that talk about places to retire as a great place to retire and one of the safest cities in the United States. Well, we all know that it's the oldest population in, in the United States. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you got to be careful when you, you're driving here after after one o'clock in the afternoon with all the teetotalers that weren't drinking tea. <laughs> um, you and I have, have something in common besides, uh, besides living in the Northeast, and that is uh, we both collect parts and upcycle. Now, I find my favorite things that I bring home, to my wife's dismay, uh, as often unusual mechanical part. And I just think, this is an excellent example of good engineering, good machine work, you know. It's like, I, I need to have this in my collection of parts, and maybe someday I'll figure out what to do with it. Well, a lot of times you look at something and, and you look at it long enough and it, it comes out and it, it, it tells you what you should make out of it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I don't know, it, it's, 
it's something with within me that you can look at something and figure out how to make it or what you can use it for or, or what part of an animal it might fit into. And right. that's the fun part. The fun part is is creating, using your mind, um, and uh, and going from there. It's it's. I think it's a. It's fun. Well, on your website, I saw lots of pictures of uh, really cool, whimsical garden figures right. that, that look like birds or they look like bugs. And my favorite, I think, is the alligator. My wife won't even let me sell that one. <laughs> that is a very nice piece. That's six feet long. Yeah. Yeah, she, she's quite fond of that. And there's a, a whole bunch of stuff in our house that she won't sell. She refuses to let anybody to march out with. Mm-hmm. She's my, my, my trophy wife is probably my best fan and my inspiration to keep going. That's nice. Very nice. Now, these garden um, creations that you make, in Florida has a condo or a house or something and, and they bring down their, their their treasures from the Northeast or the Midwest or wherever and they fill their house full of pictures and, and knickknacks and what have you but they don't have anything outside they gotta start from scratch normally right so this is the opportunity for to, to, to build something that's weatherproof and uh, makes people smile and, and uh, you can have fun with it. I, I, I get more, a bigger charge. One time I, I there was a, a young girl that came by and she bought an airplane wing day for me and she told me that her grandfather was an invalid and uh, she wanted to put it in the, the front of the window so he could admire it because he used to be a pilot in World War II. So Three years later, I see this girl comes by and she says, do you, re- do you remember me? And I go, no, I don't remember you. And she says, well, I'm the one that bought the airplane wind vane from you, from my grandfather, and it's still working. And I go, wow, that's pretty good. In the meantime, you know, I go, okay, yeah. So I know it lasts because I use all plastic bearings and stuff. So it, it, it's pretty durable. And then last year, she comes by, or the year before that because of COVID, uh, she says, do you remember me? And I says, yeah, I do. She says, you know that wind vane I bought five years ago? My grandfather's still alive, and he's still looking out the window at the wind vane. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, what a story. Brings a smile to you, doesn't no, it? No, it does. It, it, you know, it, it's, you know that you're, you're building something that will last and something that's weatherproof, you know, and, except in Florida you end up with the hurricanes and, you know, it, it destroys everything. It certainly does. You know? We, we really got hit hard with this last one. Yeah. These pieces that you use to assemble the birds for the outside. Right. Birds. The outside animals, I usually use the old garden tools, yes. shovels, rakes, fan parts, uh, you know, uh, sickle bar parts, uh, you name it. Rakes. If, yeah. Yes. If, if anything, I, I can, if it looks similar or it might work, you know. Let it, as long as I it's got to be similar metals so I can weld it so I was just going to ask you if you were using nuts and bolts or if you were no, welding everything is welded and except kind of- my wind vanes I silver solder and I use brass and copper and the problem with that is that the price of copper has gone through the roof 
Oh, price-wise, yes. Yeah, you yeah. know, I used to pay, I used to buy three sheets of copper and it cost me somewhere around uh, $420. Now they want 1400 for it. Oh my goodness. So it's, you know, it's it's almost That's impossible amazing. to. Yeah, so you know, the, the wind vanes that I was, you know, trying to be within the realm of reason where people people could afford it was somewhere around $125, $150. Right now I got $150 in material with no time. Mm. So it's, it's very, very difficult to, uh, to put together. All right. Paul, I'm going to uh, have us take a break at this particular time in our interview. And listeners, we will be back in just a moment after this message. This is Linda Denoyan. I'm the proprietor of an online art store called The Discerning Kaleidoscope. We feature beautiful art from local artisans, and I'd like to listen to Where We Talk Art. We are back. You've been listening to Where We Talk Art, and our guest today is Paul Gilmette. What would you like to talk about next? Well, you know, um... Okay, my wind directional indicators. I, I do uh, a lot of uh, com consignment, uh, commission work, and uh, anything that anybody wants to, uh, they get a picture of their cat or a dog, or one time I did a tooth, and, and I actually sold three of them, I couldn't believe it. It's, uh, I guy wanted a gun to, and then I had a, a shotgun because he had, he had a young daughter and he was trying to chase away the, <laughs> the young boys. <laughs> but anyways. Suitors beware. Yeah, so anyways, I, I put sailboats up there, fish, golfers, cats, dogs, mermaids, bears, motorcycles. Uh, anyways, I got the motorcycles, bicycles, I did... Bicycle built for two, single bicycle, or the old-fashioned bicycle. Anything you really uh, mm -hmm. you want, you know, I'll put it up there. Anything you want, I'll make for you. All right, so if somebody comes to you and they say, I, I do want uh, a bicycle built for two, and you say, good, I'm going to make it, do you have to send them, like, a mock-up drawn, or do you just say, okay, I made it, it's ready? It's usually on the shelf by then, because most of my work that I've done... If you come across and you say you would like a bicycle, and so instead of making one, I'll make two. It oh. takes just as much time to make two as it does to make one. Mm -hmm. Because once you got the pattern, once you figured out how to do it, you make yes. two of them, you put one on the shelf, and you let the customer take one away. So everything that I have is, is, is I've made before for somebody else. Right. So I have a, a slew of stuff that's on the shelf, ready to fly, looking for homes. A lot of them, a lot of my wind vanes and, and uh, whirly gigs. Mm -hmm. So people, they, they don't have a, a place to, to mount something. I can roof mounts, I got pole mounts, I got fence mounts. I install a pole in their, in their yard wherever they want. Right. And it usually is six feet up and quite sturdy. I, before I forget, I want to ask you, because I, I've read about this, that you're an award-winning wind vane maker and wind directional indicator. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, 
I got invited to a um, international whirly gig festival up in Nova Scotia, Shelbourne, matter of fact. And uh, for two years, I won uh, the best whirly gig uh, wind vane uh, up there, and, and it was they. Uh, it was kind of funny. They they give you an award and they give you. Uh, a, a gift card to a local uh, uh, hardware store that uh, that's closed Sunday, and the awards were Sundays. In the meantime, you're you're already going home on Sunday night, so you you hand the the, the award over to some local, another artist. They, I ask them if they're local, and they say yes, and I handed them the the check for for the the, re the gift card. But uh, yeah, two years in a row I won that. But that's on my website. And what were the whirly gigs that you made those two years? Okay, the first one was just the uh, the mermaid swimming, just the tail kicking, and you know it was it was a simple one. And the next year I went over and I had the uh, the shark. I had the the scuba diver chasing the mermaid. It's where the the, the legs move on the scuba diver and the tail moves on the on the uh, on the mermaid and the next year COVID hit but I had one where I had a, a shark chasing a scuba diver the tail was moving on the shark the mouth was moving on the shark and the scuba diver was swimming like hell yeah. so, <laughs> so, so I was going to enter that the following year but it, that got that got canceled. But, uh, yes, I, I've seen the shark with those very sharp teeth and the jaws are opening and closing as it's oh, yeah. going around yeah. with the, uh, the scuba diver in mind as its next meal. Yes. Right. You know, it's, it, it's, it's, that's the fun part is making stuff and making you smile. Everything I make is, is to make people smile. I try to do that. And I get just a big kick out of making this stuff mm -hmm. as as other people that, that receive it. You know, it's, it's fun. I, I made a, uh, a bird about mm, maybe somewhere close to 30 inches tall out of some things that I, that I upscaled. And, and it was whimsical, but I thought, hey, I'm just going to enter it in the uh, 3D section of, of uh, art you know, in an upcoming show at the Northport Art Center. I'll just put it in there so if people know that I, I can do something else other than my usual 2D art. It came in first place. There you go. <laughs> you know, it's not hard, you know. It's, there's, okay, so I just came out of France. I, I, we spent three weeks in France and we were in France when the hurricane hit. And uh, I traveled all, I drove 2,800 kilometers. We rented a car and drove around. And I couldn't find anybody that did what I do. No, nothing was close to what I do. Right. You know, and even around here, I can't find anybody that does um, whimsical stuff in, in wind vanes. I, you'll find some, Somebody that will, you know, take a shovel and, and weld something to it. And right. I, I don't think that's as refined as, as what I'm doing. I try to I try to use automotive paint on my stuff so it's more durable. Mm. 
You so the other the other thing that I I got that and I at the over here at the uh, VAC I got uh, two awards one in 19 uh, 2014 I got one for a, uh, a mermaid swimming on a wind vane. Good. And then in 2015 or 16 I got one for a cat and a mouse. Oh, so the cat must have been chasing the mouse? But yeah, the cat was chasing the mouse, and it was all out of brass and copper, and, and I got an award there. But uh, Now, you received award, oh, no, it wasn't an award, or was it an award? Um, you have a very big sculpture that you made. Yeah. That's I, now at the Botanical Gardens. Right, I, I ended up, I always wanted to do something. We were traveling up in Maine, driving along, and, and this, Backyard had this, you know, Maine, you see all these old cars and you see refrigerators in the front yard and it, it's kind of a helter-skelter atmosphere up there. But one of the things that caught my eye, this lady had her very colorful laundry out there. And uh, there was shirts and pants and different colors and it was, it was quite entertaining to look at. And I said, gee, I can do that on a sheet metal. Mm -hmm. And so I... I thought about it for a while and I, I figured out that washers and dryers are porcelain and they don't rust. So I was going to find some cabinets out of uh, from washers and dryers and, and cut out silhouettes of, of laundry, shirts, pants, dresses, what have you. Right. And uh, paint them up colorful like, like I saw on the line up there. And uh, I showed them to the uh, uh, Botanical Garden in Puente Gorda, and they loved it. And so I, I installed it up there. So uh, it's they love it, and uh, they get a lot of comments. Well, you know, you got little kids walking through the garden, and their parents are looking at flowers and vines and trees, and, and the little kids are over there. You know, they're bored. And then all of a sudden, they run across at a laundry. Uh, Tidy whities and I got dresses and gowns and work clothes and coveralls and you know blue jeans and the rest of it. So in the meantime, it, it breaks up the whole thing for the kids, and, and it, so it's a wonderful experience for the kids and the the people at the the garden. They love it too. What are the dimensions of this piece? The it's eighteen feet long, seven feet high, and three strings of laundry. My goodness, that is a big piece. Uh, well, it took me some time to do. I've got uh, probably close to two months in fabricating and painting and preparing it. So the clothes on hanging on the line, are they oh, yeah. life-size? Life-size. Everything's life-size. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, the tidy whities they were too small, so... Uh, we took them down from the hurricane, and as I was, uh, I looked at them, and I said, "No, they got to be bigger." So I increased the the width by four inches and made more tidy whities, and and <laughs> but it was, you know, what can I tell you? It's fun, you know. Well, I, I think I'll, that's I'll, wonderful. I, I go over and I'll make a piece, and I'll stand back and look at it and start laughing. Of course, uh, that's the fun. It's yes. it's. I realize it's self-entertainment, but it, it's, you know, people think you're crazy, but it's, it's, it's amazing that you can create something comical enough that you can laugh at yourself. Yes, yes.
and sometimes I want to do work that is more whimsical because I want people to react to what it is that I'm I'm creating. I, you know, like, there are so many excellent artists that make beautiful pictures of flowers and, and still life scenes, and I'm thinking, well, I don't think I really want to go there. No, all the shows that I've done with the, uh, the uh, VAC here, uh, a lot of the artists like to be next to me because I always draw a crowd. Hmm. They're always entertained with the, the fish, the shark chasing the mermaid. Or I wanted to do the shark face. My wife wouldn't let me do the shark chasing the mermaid. It was the shark chasing the scuba diver or, or you know, something like that. But, you know, I always, it's, everything is moving. Everything's up there. The wind vanes are turning and, and people are, you know, they just stop and they, I had one where I had the, the tooth and the tooth was, the drill was turning on the tooth and people were walking by holding their jaw saying, oh, I got a dental appointment Monday. Oh, my. You know, it's true. That's... Well, if somebody wants to buy one of your pieces and they find one perhaps online, they say, yes, this is exactly what I want from my yard. But they live in New Mexico. Right. What's going well, on? I, I, I have shipped things as far as New Zealand. No kidding. Yeah. All right, so... How much assembly do they need to do when this, when it arrives? Well, I try to make it as simple as possible, and I usually write down directions on how to put it together, unless it's a piece of sculpture that it's just a box and we'll let it fly. Right. Okay. I know this, this art brings you joy, because even when you talk about it, you have a big smile on your face. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. It is. It is. I, I, know. I was really enjoying your website and, and, and those little videos that you have. Yeah. You know, just long enough so that you can see what's what's going on, what's moving. You have to. Well, I, you know, if anybody is really interested, they can go on my website and... and uh, Which is www.innovationsart.com. Right. But I have to give the credit to my wife. She put that together for me. Very she, nice. You know, she did a, a lot of work. Um, and every place that I go that... Ever the art shows and stuff, they they always invite me back again, and uh, it's fun. Well, speaking of art shows, season is starting here in Florida. So, what do you think you'll be uh, entering? Well, you know, I'm still doing a lot of repair on the house after Ian. Oh, oh, and the so it, it's it's because I got enough projects around the house, you know, to uh, keep me busy till things settle down. And if not, I'll just uh, build stuff and put it on the shelf and sure. stay busy that way. Right. You know, I, I've got uh, enough commission work coming in already that I'm... The guy right now is into racing. He wants a dragster, so he, he dropped off a mailbox and I'm doing a, a dragster set of brass and copper. You know, I, I'll have little brass wheels and, and right. spoke wheels and, and figure it all out for him. And Very nice. Paul, oh, is there anything that uh, we haven't talked about that you'd like to uh, bring up before we wrap things up for today? Oh, I think we just about uh, covered all the, the highlights of everything. Uh, you know, I, everything I do is, is to make people smile. It's, you know, I've never worked for anybody in my life. I was a master welder in the Navy, and what can I tell you? Uh, have fun editing. Ha <laughs> ha!
Well, all good. We have had a good time talking to one another. We had a nice conversation. And I thank you very much for taking time out of your busy day and away from your home that you're working on repairs. So thank you for coming in. I really appreciate it's it. It's been a pleasure, Victor. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Listeners, I thank you for your time also. And uh, remember to search deep inside of you if you're not an artist yet because there's really one inside of you waiting to break out until we meet again. Be well. Thanks for listening to the Partnership for the Arts talk show. 